that was the fun All story right. they remember popped up glad i remembered that but uh let's talk about the euros oh boy so i man i heard a couple english fans that said england gonna england and i just was like well sorry i you know i don't know what to tell you but like yeah that's very true um <laughs> i know there was a couple of english fans that basically talked about how it's like they were waiting like you're just enjoying the whole euros but you're also just waiting for like when's it gonna happen when, when are we gonna do it and then they did it and it happened in the biggest stage in the uh biggest game of the tournament and uh you know it was a shout out to them for making it that far in the first place it was obviously that impressive uh italy probably if i remember correctly went into this game being favorites but regardless you know they made it interesting of course you had to know i mean you had to know it was going to go to penalties that's just the like for them to go to extra time, that's a given. It's going to happen. It's a championship game. Like, unless they're, like, very one-sided where one team is just significantly better than the other team, IA, like, the Germany versus, uh, you know, Brazil uh, in the World Cup, uh, you know, unless it's that, you're expecting it to go, like, extra time. And then in extra time, of course, it went through extra time and we went to PKs because, of course, the final for the Euros had to be settled in PKs, which was amazing. So... Right. We start with the beginning of the game. So first, uh, we started with uh, Italy um, coming out uh, in a 4-3-3 formation, just a standard formation, and that'll become important later, which we'll talk about. Um, England came out, you know, in their uh, you know normal lineup that you're uh, you would expect, and really at the beginning of it, um, wasn't a lot. You know, wasn't like too crazy going on, but then at one point. Uh, just a beautiful crosser and it made it through all the way to the end and uh, the left back uh, which oh god Luke Shaw was his name um, on a beautiful strike I mean like just the touch off his foot catching it off the fly on that crosser was just beautiful I mean he slid it right past the defender who was sliding in front of him as well as the goalie who was you know fitting back to that right uh, it was a it was a beautiful shot it was a beautiful touch um, off the crosser and not surprised in any way that it ended up going in and finding the back of the net and you know they led and england was up and a lot of people actually cite that as the start of english england's downfall and the reason why they say that is because it was kind of like the english uh taking their foot off the pedal kind of thing because they're up early you know with a one uh nil uh lead so you know a lot of people cite that as a you know, it felt like they were less aggressive and they kind of sat back and played more defensively, which, you know, unfortunately, that's a strategy that a lot of teams take. And I've we've talked about this in sports. I don't know why teams do this. It's that same concept in NFL where it just pisses you off that they do like the prevent defense. You yep. know, and you saw that with the Falcons where they took the foot off the pedal. And guess what? You ended up losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So that's what happens. Don't take your foot off the gas. Keep it going. Well, you know, they, they have... didn't take their foot off their gas. They actually stepped on it so hard they <laughs> they, well, yeah, uh, they put the gas they through the bottom aggressive. of the car. <laughs> yeah, you need to base the moral of the story for any sports team out there: play your offense, do your thing, keep doing what you're doing, keep the game plan rolling, and don't change it because obviously it's working. When you're up one nil against uh, Italy in the uh, Euro final, don't don't become a defensive team that's trying to basically stop a goal rather than produce one that's that was you know what a lot of english fans cite as potentially you know 
why England ended up, uh, you know, on the wrong end of this uh, game. But essentially, regardless of whatever happened, England did go up one nil to start. And like I said, it was off a beautiful, beautiful crosser um, and a beautiful touch from Luke Shaw, the left back. And then it kind of transitioned. So at halftime, uh, you know, Italy, like I said, came into the game with their normal standard 4-3-3 setup. They actually kind of changed, which I actually had to watch a video on this because I was not as familiar. So I'm sure my, uh, you know, fellow uh, soccer slash football players or fans out there will have a better understanding of what I'm saying than what I'm saying. But uh, essentially, the... uh, uh, the Italy team went to a false nine setup, which we will see right here on the screen. A false nine formation, I guess, essentially means that the uh, center attacker there um, that you see the false nine, uh, you know, working underneath, uh, essentially plays in between the lines. So what it means is, is the wingers on each side will kind of get ahead of them. And he plays in between the midfielders and the wingers. Uh, and it, what it does is if you have a four defensive set where you have two center backs, a left back and a right back, one of the center backs will have to either stand, step up to play that false nine uh, attacker in the middle, or he'll have to hang back and let him be. If he hangs back and let him be, then he's liable to, uh, you know, receive a lot easier to receive passes. And then he can kind of set up the offense from in between the lines there. If the center back does approach him to attack, well, then that forces one of the other center backs or the right back or left back, whoever's on that side of the uh, formation to essentially have to kind of fill in over or stay uh, home, which leaves a gap. So it kind of forces the defense to react and whatever way they react is the way that you can kind of exploit their uh, defensive formation. So um, England playing a much more defensive type of game going into this. That's why you get what I was saying with the fact that uh, essentially, you know, that people thought that maybe was their downfall. And Italy switching to this formation, which I believe worked about nine years ago in 2012 Euros, uh, you know, came to help a little bit here. Uh, and it led to a beautiful goal and a beautiful goal is in got to be in the right place at the right time kind of goal, uh, which you see right here, which is the aftermath, uh, which was the uh, Leonardo Bonucci um, the- made the equalizer off of a rebound. So basically a uh, corner kick came in, uh, header, let it across to the center of the f- uh, formation. Uh, it, I believe I can't remember exactly which of uh, the Italian players um, actually made the first contact, but hit the ball. The ball ricocheted off the goalie, ricocheted off the left post, uh, right post, I guess, in this uh, area, and bounced back right into the lap of Benucci, who was kind of sliding across the formation. And it just was like a, like I said, a right place, right time, perfect bounce kind of thing where he just caught the rebound, no defenders there to really stop him. Uh, and he just nailed it right in. And that was the equalizer. And uh, it obviously changed the pace of the game from there on because now England's got to, you know, try to create. And basically the rest of the game ended up being a kind of back and forth Nothing super crazy as far as creating shots. There wasn't a lot of that going on, but um, you did have some back and forth, some 50-50 balls, a lot of things where, you know, people were just, uh, you know, 
doing their best to get a shot or get something going, um, but really kind of not fulfilling. And we ended up, of course, because of course, like I said, how does the Euro not go to overtime or extra time? It went to extra time and nothing happened. Again, kind of similar to what was happening towards the end of that second period. Uh, same thing happened here. So then we fast forward to PKs. Uh, PKs kind of went a little crazy. Um, we had a you know a couple missed opportunities um, on the English side. Uh, we had an, an opportunity that was missed very early on in the second round from the Italian side, which led to England being up to one at the end of the second round of the PKs. Um, and then you uh, had a a shot from the English side that went off the post, uh, which allowed Italy to get back even. And then even and then Italy went up in the next round uh, to three. And then the goal to basically equalize it and keep it going for England um, was a guy by the name of Saka, um, who was 19 years old, by the way, taking the shot to try to continue the Euro Ridiculous. final for the England. Uh, takes the shot and Donnarumma, who's one of the best goalies in the game, just very nonchalant, just guessed completely right and blocked it and very clearly you know, walked away and just such a, such a swag strut that you see. I mean, you could see it a little bit in this photo with uh, the, yeah, close up. That's like, he didn't even celebrate. Like that's what he did. He literally just walked away. Like, yeah, yeah, I did that kind of thing. Uh, and much deserving. So the Italian team ended up uh, winning the whole thing. And, you know, they weren't a favorite as far as like the top three favorites going into the euros. Um, but everybody knew that they had a really good team. Um, and they just put it together when they needed to and continue to, you know, show out. And here we are. And I want to also <laughs> talk about the fact uh, that, by the way, um, why don't you put the uh, Italian championship photo up while we talk about how, uh, you know, I may or may not have won the bet here where uh, right. I, in one of our last podcasts, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but uh, Dylan we all, I basically said, let's all uh, pick a team. It was me, uh, Dylan, and Danny, um, who was our guest we had on to kind of give us an understanding of what happened in the group stages as well as what to expect and kind of MLS talk. So if you want to hear any of that, go back and listen to those clips. But uh, we all picked a team. Danny picked Belgium, which, of course, was, you know, against Italy. And so I had to go with uh, my own, you know, a uh, little bit of heritage there with the Italian team. And then Dylan tried to go with the, you know, kind of like the magical, like, you know, stuff happening with them, Denmark team, which they did show out pretty well in that game and ended up moving on to the next round. Uh, but Italy won that decider against Belgium. And I think that was, you know, the turn of events for them. That was when they became a very serious, okay, now they're the favorite to win it. He did storm up to try to, uh, you know, have a magical year of their own, but Italy uh, proved too strong and too much for the English team. And I won the bet, which is the most important part of that right. whole thing. Of course. Because I did not win the previous bet. So I'm two, I'm one for one right now. <laughs> Equivalent exchange, yeah. So whether or not we're going to do it on this podcast or the next or whatever, but Dylan and Danny both owe me a shot. So there's that. Yeah, so, I'll also add a little counter on the side um, and rate myself a little uh, bill for that. Maybe even uh, we'll have Danny on and we both could uh, pay our debt. That would be good. But yeah, so 
Congratulations to the Italian team. Uh, England, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it, it happened. It had to, you had to wait for England, England all the way to the final, but it did happen. And, uh, man, I would say there's always next year, but you got two years because then you get the world cup. But, uh, Oh, Oh, Ooh, heartbreaking. Did so. you see all the videos of people celebrating uh, England losing? Like there was an Irish pub that was going nuts just because they were losing. Yeah. That stuff's always fun to watch. Makes it way more entertaining. It. I just like I love watching fans. Like I being a fan, you know, a super fan of certain teams. You know, obviously I'll lose my mind if the Bears lose. I'll lose my mind if the Bears win. You know, like I just there's emotions that happen. You know, Cubs 2016, I just, I lost my entire mind and it was great, but there's certain.